Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hit it! For the first time in my life, in my political career... I fully believe right now that we should do what Pelosi does. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. Sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Nancy Pelosi walking inside the E salon with what appears to be a mask pulled down away from her face. Stop tape. I encourage you to dial this video up. Um, if you haven't seen already, it's security footage. <laughs> Looks like hostage video of a drowned rat. Maybe they're one and the same. Nancy Pelosi with her hair wet. Actually, I think it's an improvement. Roll tape. That's according to the owner of E salon, Erica Kios, who told Fox News... Pelosi got her hair done here yesterday around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That appears to be in direct violation of San Francisco's health orders. This afternoon, we tried to talk to Speaker Pelosi, but she got in a car and was driven quickly away. Stop tape. She got in a car and she was driven quickly away. With her hair looking pretty good, by the way. This E-Salon did, I think, a, a fabulous job, given you know what they have to work with, right? In Nancy Pelosi. Uh... I mean, this is insanity, right? This is a San Francisco station. They love San Francisco. This, er, Nancy Pelosi. This is KPIX. It is a station, Channel 5, in San Francisco, the CBS affiliate. I grew up watching. I was born and raised in San Francisco. I have been cleansed, pretty much, of my crazy liberal roots. It's a 12-step process. I'm on step 10 or 11. I'm almost there, 100%. I still left my heart in San Francisco, but I certainly left their politics behind, and I've formulated my own, which is constitutional and conservative, certainly opposite of what Nancy Pelosi is all about. It's the opposite of what KPIX and all the San Francisco media are all about. But on this one, this one they simply couldn't quite ignore. You know, they, they try and ignore these stories, but this one was so in their face, they had to at least report on it. Roll tape. Office issued this statement, quote, The speaker always wears a mask and complies with local COVID requirements. This business offered for the speaker to come in on Monday and told her they were allowed by the city to have one customer at a time in the business. The speaker complied with the rules as presented to her by this establishment. Stop tape. So here you go. Here's a typical Nancy Pelosi response, right? 
It's the business's fault. We did what the business said. Now, we all know that there are draconian orders, anti-constitutional orders affecting every resident, everybody who's visiting the state of California. And there is a mask mandate. I know the date the mask mandate was issued by Governor I can't read Newsom. It was June 18. And if you look at the numbers of the Wuhan coronavirus in California, it did absolutely nothing to mitigate the spread. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. And so here you have the city of San Francisco. By the way, San Francisco is a city and a county, one and the same. That's rather rare on the American landscape, but it is what it is because it's landlocked. It's a peninsula. It's seven miles by seven miles. It's a city and a county. And the city and county of San Francisco has an even more draconian layer of anti-constitutional behavior and shutting down business. I read somewhere that somewhere in the neighborhood of a third of San Francisco restaurants are toast, maybe more than that. San Francisco is a mini New York. It has some of the finest dining in the world. They're gone. And these probably aren't the larger establishments, are they? They're probably the mom and pops, a Chinese food restaurant in the Richmond district or, or what have you. This is terrible. Yet on and on they go with this farce, with this politically motivated response to the Wuhan coronavirus. And so Nancy Pelosi says one thing, does another. Do as I say, not as I do. It is classic. We shouldn't be surprised by this. How do you think she has maintained her lovely persona over these last six months or so without sneaking in and getting her Botox and sneaking in and getting her hair implants and and sneaking in and getting a lift here and a tuck here and all that? Come on. Come on. We know she has violated And in a way, I applaud her. I applaud every American who's violated these anti-constitutional edicts in California and otherwise. So go for it, Nancy. This is what we should be doing. This is what leaders do. They lead. They lead by example. And by Nancy Pelosi going to get her hair done at the E Salon in San Francisco, she is leading by example. She's telling us what we should be doing. You Catholic priests out there, you're driving me nuts. As a practicing Catholic, I haven't been to church now. You know, this is a confession on on video, right? I haven't been to church since March, but I can't go to church. I can't go to church. It's shut down. And so, you Catholic priests out there, hear Nancy Pelosi. You other hair salons out there in California... Here, Nancy Pelosi, you bar owners in California completely shut down and effectively have been since March. How in the hell are you going to recover from this? Do what Nancy Pelosi is doing. People want to have parties. Do what Nancy Pelosi is doing. People want to have concerts. Do what Nancy Pelosi is doing. You want to have a major sporting event. Do what Nancy Pelosi is doing, and that is defying these anti-constitutional, anti-liberty, anti-common sense edicts from draconian and unilateral dictators like Gavin Newsom in California. And so the other hair salons in San Francisco 
are saying, what the hell? Roll tape. Infuriating, but it's not surprising. I feel like people need to get their hair done, and they're going to. Priscilla Kangas is the owner of a different salon, SF Color Collective, nearby. It shows that we do, we should be allowed to open. Stop the tape. It shows we should be allowed to open. It shows that this is a farce. It shows that this is exactly what I identified it as way back in March when I began smelling a rat from the very beginning. And on one hand, I was scared like everybody else because I was actually believing some of this garbage. But then as I did more and more research by the end of March, it was a a joke. It was a clear joke to me that this was orchestrated, that this was a political, not a medical response, that this made absolutely no sense when you looked at the numbers and you compared them to the seasonal flu or the Hong Kong flu in 1969 or H1N1. If you compare what we have done in the past as a society in response to a virus, this made no sense. It made no sense whatsoever. And so the good people of California, I got a call from a Republican woman leader, one of the Republican women federated leaders of California. I'm not going to say who it is, but she was irate, not at me, but she was irate at Gavin Newsom because she's got friends in the restaurant industry in her area and they can not open up. And the area in which she lives happens to be an area that gets rather warm in the summertime, up to 120 degrees warm. And so eating outside in 120 degree weather, oh, they got misters, you can turn on the, you people in Florida, you know what I'm talking about, gets over 100 degrees with, with water coming down, yeah, we call that humidity. It's, it's not exactly pleasant, but this is no laughing matter, Right? These restaurants are dying. And so just like a good marathon runner, Governor Newsom is going to run straight through that tape. He's not going to stop. And the tape at the finish line is set up on November 3rd. It's sitting there like this. And this guy, Gavin, I cannot read Newsom, is going to run straight through. He's not giving up. He's not letting up before he hits the finish line. He wants the record. And the record is to destroy the re-election chances of Donald Trump. Now, people have asked me repeatedly, what happens if Donald Trump wins vis-a-vis the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus, in particular somebody like a Gavin Newsom or a J.B. Pritzker or uh, Andrew Cuomo? Andrew Cuomo is all but saying without saying, by the way, that they have achieved herd immunity in New York. And so... (laughs) It's a completely different ballgame, and it's beginning to turn that way probably in New Jersey. I haven't seen the numbers in New Jersey. But we're talking uh, Pennsylvania, too, and the nutcase governor uh, in Michigan, Whitmer. What's going to happen? People ask me if Donald Trump wins. Okay, if Donald Trump loses, God forbid, um, and Joe Biden becomes the president-elect, what we're going to see is a fascinating transition, uh, a fundamental transformation from this uh, draconian response to the Wuhan coronavirus to all of a sudden, well, you know, the numbers are looking pretty good. And yeah, the restaurants, yeah, go ahead. You got to use common sense here, right? We have to use We have to live our lives. This is what the blue state governors are going to start saying. We have to start living our lives. Oh, by the way, they have giant holes in their budget, which you people who live in Illinois and you people who live in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania and Michigan and New York and especially California, 
They're coming after you. They have giant holes in their budget. All that sales tax, all that other taxation is wiped out effectively or certainly reduced dramatically during the months of March, April, May, June, July, and into August. And, you know, for cases like California, it's going to continue. He's going to run through that finish line. So it's going to continue through September and October. And so what are they going to do when they have a giant hole in their budget? They're coming after you. But miraculously, if Joe Biden wins, yeah, the Wuhan coronavirus is suddenly not going to be as dangerous. And lo and behold, uh, I have an article here where there is a request from the Trump administration, an urgent request, it says. This is out of McClatchy News. Urgent request sent to states in push for coronavirus vaccine delivery by November 1. Now, this is unfortunately going to be handled at a political level. It should never be handled at a political level, but it's going to be handled at a political level. And what do I mean by that? Well, this dovetails in what I'm talking about, if, if Biden wins or if Trump wins. Let me finish the thought on the, the Trump victory. The Trump victory, the blue state governors are going to drag their feet. It's going to be less about, oh, it's uh, things are okay and people need to live lives. It's going to be more of a silent reopening because they can't continue this forever. Even if Donald Trump wins and their nefarious plan does not work, they're going to have to let loose their economies and they're going to have to let loose their people at some point. But as we have seen with this virus and any virus, there's fluctuations there. All right, but back to this urgent request because it looks as though there might be a virus, uh, there might be a vaccine. Before Election Day, before Election Day, So the White House sends a request out to the states to help with the delivery, the inoculation process, of of people. This is coming from the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They sent a letter last week to the nation's governors with an urgent request. The Trump administration wants them to do everything in their power to eliminate hurdles for vaccine distribution, be fully operational by November 1. Now... If you were a betting person, and sometimes I am, and you were in Las Vegas, and you had to bet whether J.B. Pritzker in Illinois is going to heed this urgent request (laughs) prior to the November 3rd election, um, I would bet my house is going to be a no. And so you can multiply that in California and in New York and in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania and Michigan, and don't forget Washington, and don't forget Oregon, and of course Nevada. We don't want to forget Nevada and all the other blue states. They ain't gonna. They're gonna act like they're helping, but what they're gonna do? I know Newsom, for example. I studied this guy. He's gonna have to say, "Yes, we are gonna get this out as quickly as possible, but we have some procedures we have to implement, and there there are layers of government that we have to to put down, and so." Give us some time to do that. And, of course, it's going to be until after the election, well after the election, if Donald Trump wins. And it's going to be probably November 4th when they start distributing in these blue states uh, if Joe Biden wins. You see how this is going to work? So this is a two-edged sword. When the White House plaintively issues a request like this, I wonder sometimes if, the, if they're being a little bit of a uh, plain a little uh, Muhammad Ali rope-a-dope here where they know that 
Pritzker and Whitmer and company are going to drag their feet. They're not going to expedite anything before the election to try and potentially help Donald Trump. This is the entire reason why we have this draconian political response to the Wuhan coronavirus. It's designed to destroy Donald Trump. And so these states are going to do everything they can to drag their feet. Doesn't matter whether it costs lives. Doesn't matter whether it costs businesses. Doesn't matter whether it ruins people and companies financially. The goal is total annihilation of the 45th president of the United States. This article out of Bloomberg caught my eye. The headline says it all, and that is, COVID flares in new U.S. hotspots as Americans let guard down. As Americans let guard down. So, in other words, the virus is continuing to work its way through our society because I'm not wearing a mask. Hmm? Because I'm not social distancing. I'm not a good judge at six feet. Right? Uh, I don't social distance. Uh, I, I live my life. And if people want to keep their distance from me, and there are plenty, including two ex-wives who probably want to keep their distance from me, fine. And you want to wear a mask? Go for it. You want to wear gloves? Go for it. You want to bathe yourself in hand sanitizer? Go for it. Go for it. You, don't want to, you want to lock yourself in the home? Fine. Wonderful. Lock yourself in the home. But I'm not playing this ball game. And it's not my fault that the virus is spreading. It is the fault of the virus. I have said time and time again that politicians have zero control over the attempt to mitigate the spread of the Wuhan coronavirus or any virus. And so if you look at the, the single-day numbers uh, of the Wuhan coronavirus, it, it went up and then kind of peaked a little bit, went down a little bit, and then spiked up again in the summertime, like in July, late July, early August, and now has trailed off again. This is classic. If you track any virus, you're going to see a similar curve developing here. What does the future curve look like? Well, it could tail off. I don't think it will. I think we'll see a spike, and we'll see a dip, and we'll see another spike, and we'll see another dip. It'll be on a downward trend overall, did we hit the peak? I don't know. Nobody knows. It's a virus. Yeah, and at some point, if we hit herd immunity, then we're going to start seeing it drop. And I know there's a... I would say, if I had to guess, half of the American population will not be inoculated, will not take this first iteration of a vaccine that comes after the Wuhan coronavirus, including my physician, who says, forget it. He's not taking this first iteration of the Wuhan coronavirus uh, vaccine. But the interesting thing, the point I want to make here about these numbers is, yeah, we saw it up and then a decline and then a spike up and then a little bit of decline. The death rate has not mirrored that. The death rate was a spike up, which coincided with the case numbers and then dropped off precipitously. And then there's been a minor bump. What does that tell you? Well, it tells you we're winning the war against the virus, right? It tells you more people are contracting the virus and fewer people are dying, which dovetails into my buddy Daniel Horowitz's article over at Conservative Review. This is the headline. Anatomy 
of a case-demic, colon, over 1,300 reported coronavirus virus cases at the University of Alabama, dot, 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 zero hospitalizations. Now, when I see these reports of these dastardly college students going out and partying and having a good time and socializing and holding little red cups, you know what I say to myself? I say, I wish I was them. I say, I wish I could go back in time and, or, or I could be uh, suddenly 20 again, right? I, I, I would do what they're doing, and I applaud them for what they are doing. Because, number one, they're defying. They're doing what Nancy Pelosi would do, after all. They're defying the edicts, the draconian edicts. But the other side of what they're doing is exactly what they should be doing as a society. If you look to Sweden, for example, which I have followed, and their mortality rate um, is no more than our mortality rate. And when you do the apples and apples comparison of Sweden, a population of about 10 million people, they have just under 6,000 deaths. The apples comparison here in the United States is Los Angeles County, 10 million people, just under 6,000 deaths. By the way, Los Angeles County has about, I think last I checked, somewhere 5x, 6x, the number of total cases versus Sweden, which is interesting. Um, It's a function of what the president has talked about early on, and that is we test more. You test more, you're going to find more cases. Think about it this way. We don't, during the typical flu season, we don't have Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer come out and say, we got to test more. Or J.B. Pritzker saying, we got to test. We have to test, 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 test. So we have numbers that probably are not terribly accurate, if you think about it. The only time we test with the flu is when a doctor thinks you have it, right? (laughs) Not in this case. In this case, we're going out and we're hunting it down. We're hunting down the Wuhan coronavirus. And there are many people who come down with the flu. Thousands, tens of thousands, untold, maybe it's millions, I don't know, who come down with the flu every season that don't seek a doctor's help, that don't get a test. So when we say there are, you know, 100,000 cases of the flu per month and 30,000 deaths, who knows what the actual number, that would be the rock bottom set of numbers. So again, when you do an apples and apples comparison and you look at the mortality rate of the Wuhan coronavirus versus the seasonal flu, and you look at these numbers, 180,000 dead over six months, 30,000 a month, that can happen in a typical flu season. Yet, we don't shut down the economy, do we? And speaking of the economy, it is still in critical condition in a very real sense. And it's because of these governors. It's because of Gavin Newsom. It's because of J.B. Pritzker. It's because of Whitmer. It's because of Wolf. It's because of Sisolak. It's because of Inslee. It's because of these blue state governors who are refusing to open up. And so now Washington, D.C., is talking about yet another round of so-called stimulus. This is a mistake. It's an election year. Mitch McConnell wants to get reelected. The president wants to get reelected. They all want to get reelected. And so they're all on the same page here. It's just a matter of 
arguing and haggling over the details now. And it's a tragedy because we shouldn't be doing this. But here's Steve Mnuchin. Roll tape. I believe there's no question that the reason we have unemployment is that certain states are not opening up and that there are issues. Obviously, stop tape issues. What America needs and what Americans need isn't another $600 a month or a week, whatever, stimulus check, PPP, or PPE for that matter. America needs to be America. The free market needs to function like the free market. Allow the California economy to be itself, which is tough enough by the way, because California has all kinds of layers. So you, you try and open up a restaurant in California, forget about it. Forget about it. Not only will it take forever to do so, but the permitting process, and the hoops you have to jump through. I don't know why anybody now after the Wuhan coronavirus in particular would want to open up a restaurant, given what they have seen now. What's the next issue? What's the next excuse? What's the next reason that Gavin, I can't read Newsom, closes down restaurants or closes down any kind of businesses in particular. The precedence has been set now, and this is the scary part to me. Uh, you folks in California and even folks in red states, there is now an ugly, deep-rooted precedence in this country that these governors and these local municipalities have not only the power, but they have now a blueprint to shut down certain sectors or certain people or certain groups in their societies. And think about that. Think about that. Is that what the framers of the Constitution designed our constitutional republic to operate under that kind of response to anything? You know, when we were bombed by the Japanese in Pearl Harbor in 1941, there was no hiding at home. People didn't hide and barricade at home to protect themselves. No, they got, in, they got in the faces of the Japanese eventually. We got in their face and we, we beat them back. That's the way Americans respond to a crisis. Americans don't hide. And so this is the precedence that, that scares the living daylights out of me. But Mnuchin is being a politician here. And the White House has to play the game. Imagine if the White House comes out and says, no, you know, two months before an election, no, we don't want to give Americans any more extra unemployment payments, no more stimulus stuff. It wouldn't play very well in the mainstream media, would it? But in reality, we can't afford this. We don't have the ability to keep printing money at will and then handing it out and expecting inflation not to appear, if not an all-out economic calamity. More from Mnuchin. Roll tape. Some of that has to be balanced with the, the, the medical issues appropriately. But yes, we would expect unemployment to drop significantly between now and the end of the year. Stop tape. That, that is assuming that these governors take their well-shined shoes off the throats of their economies. And or in Michigan's case, high heel. Uh, but I don't know that that's going to happen. I, I hope and pray it does, because this is really doing real-time harm to millions of Americans. And even people in red states, you know, even people in Florida, 
who are functioning at a more normal clip, they're affected. We're, we're all, you know, pieces to a puzzle. There are 50 pieces to this puzzle, and we all interconnect. And if, you know, people are scared to death in Illinois to go on an airplane because they have been brainwashed and they don't go to Florida, that affects Florida's bottom line. And so we're all affected by this this craziness that's going on. And no one in Washington, D.C. is talking about what I talk about constantly. I am trying to sound the alarms. I'm trying to be a Paul Revere on this. I've been trying to be that way for many, many years now. U.S. debt is set to exceed size of the economy for the year, a first since World War II. Now, this is a, a ratio of gross domestic product to debt. The gross domestic product is taking a hit during this fiscal year. There's no doubt about it, right? I mean, it's, it's terrible. When you shut down an economy, you, all of a sudden your gross domestic product is going gonna, is gonna to drop. But the point is we've been at that rate for many, many years now. And I am a, a bit of a debt nerd, if you will, and I like to check the debt clock every once in a while and we're going to hit 27 trillion probably i'm guessing uh, given what i know especially if they do another quote stimulus spending plan and it gets out there rather quick certainly before the november election probably before october 1st right around the the start of the the new fiscal year we are at 27 26.7 trillion dollars on the federal debt and the unfunded liability, where is that at now? Uh, unfunded liability is, this is a low number. Uh, Medicare is at $32 trillion unfunded. Social Security is at $20 trillion. Both of those are on trajectories to go bankrupt within about 5 to 10 years. But the overall unfunded liability, these is, this is debt, um, IOUs, if you will, by the federal government that we owe is $155 trillion. So $155 trillion plus $27 trillion. I went to a state university, so it takes me a little bit of time to do uh, that kind of math. But that's effectively nearing 100 It's nearing very close to $200 trillion. And there's not enough money on the planet, not even close, uh, to pay off that kind of debt. And I don't hear anybody in Washington, D.C., um, Steve Mnuchin on down, saying anything about the debt right now. They're, they're, they're totally focused on getting money out to the people of the United States so they can get reelected. That's what their total focus is, complete and total focus. And so it's unfortunate that we're in this situation, but... As I said before, it is my strong suggestion that these businesses, and I will support you, and I will support you as an individual, I will support you as a business, that you defy. If you're in a blue state and you shut down, defy. The heck with it. If you do it in mass, if all the restaurants opened up, and these inspectors come over and say, you're not supposed to be open, you're not supposed to be serving, you're going to lose your license, we're going to red tag you. What if all of them did that? In California or in Southern California or in a certain county? What if they all did that? 
It's like I said when I spoke at a rally in California in May. I said to a crowd of a couple thousand people, I said, "Why don't we go down to the beach?" Right. This is when the beaches were shut down. Never made any sense. <laughs> Never made any sense shutting down beaches. It's insanity. I mean, to somebody who thinks in a on a linear fashion like I do, in a common sense kind of way, it's so counterintuitive that it really made me lose sleep. But I told this crowd, I said, why don't we just go down there right now? 2,000 people strong. What in the hell are they going to do? Arrest all of us? Ticket all of us? If everybody defies, if everybody does what Nancy Pelosi does, then it's over. And I have argued, back to the Catholic Church, that you know there are 60 million Catholics in this country. Imagine, sprinkled all over the country, if 60 million Catholics said the hell with you, we're going to church. All churches, California, New York, Florida, Illinois, Texas, all churches function normal. What would happen? Do you really think that even Gavin, I can't read Newsom, would come after the Catholic Church? He's not that stupid. But unfortunately... The Catholic Church has no huevos in the United States. In fact, just the opposite. It is completely and totally in the tank for the leftists and the Democrat Party, unfortunately, except on abortion. That's it. Abortion is a singular issue, but everything else, open borders, redistribution of wealth, come on, uh, bring it on. That's the unfortunate reality of the domestic uh, Catholic Church. And it's a reflection, certainly, of the, the guy in charge and the Pope right now who I do not approve of. Speaking of Nancy Pelosi, the ledger register for this week, relatively straight and forward. Uh, if Nancy Pelosi gets her way and the presidential debates are canceled, would it help or hurt President Trump's reelection chances? Again, a lot of response on this one. You can go to GrahamLedger.com and you can answer the question. GrahamLedger.com or you can go to the Zip app. Put in Ledger, L-E-D-G-E-R, in the quick code box on your Zip app on your phone, and the question should pop right up. It's close. The results right now are way closer than uh, I would have ever imagined. So uh, remember this, though. I'm going to leave you with a thought, some breaking news on the Wuhan coronavirus. It's just come down on um, this wonderful news site called thesun.com. And this is wonderful news for the Catholic Church, by the way. Headline, coronavirus can cause men's testicles to swell up and leave them infertile. So I don't know about the infertile part, but the swelling up of testicles? Apparently, if this works on a political level, this is great news for Mitt Romney. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.